Welcome to the Trade Secrets Inspections Podcast because you need to know. Here's your host, Rick Koyman. Hey, welcome back to the Trade Secrets Inspections Podcast. I'm back, Charlie McDermott, here with Rick Koyman. Rick, how you doing? I'm doing excellent. It is great to be back with you, Charlie. Looking forward to having a great discussion today. Yeah, and uh, I love today's, well, <laughs> it's a love-hate relationship today anyway. I don't love mold, uh, but I love talking about mold and how to make sure, one, you don't end up in a situation where you have an existing situation with mold. And uh, But that's a hot topic, an important topic for Southwest Florida, and uh, so glad you're going to share a lot of information that you have today. Uh, this might be one of those uh, longer episodes, which is fine because I think this is well, well worth it. So Rick, let's start with the mold topic. You take it away. All right. Excellent. Yeah, that's, uh, let's discuss one of the hot topics of Southwest Florida, really all, all of Florida. But yeah. yeah, mold is huge and an issue and a definite concern. Um, we often jokingly call of it the uh, fungus among us. But, you know, we'll talk about why that is and what we can do about it. So how's that sound? I love it. I love it. All right. So like I said, mold's actually a fungus. Um, in general, when we look out on the planet, there's basically three things out there that we see. There's a little more than that. But for our purposes, there's animals, there's plants, and there's fungus. Dang. Well, mold falls under the fungus family, but... Not all fungus is mold, so we can clarify that now. But there's basically three types of molds that are really of a concern to us, and we consider them either allergenic, meaning that they're irritants to us. Hmm. They're pathogenic. That they, they're, they're a little more than an irritant. They make us sick. Um, hmm. they, they cause lung irritations and sinus infections. And then we have toxigenic molds. And those are the ones that can actually kill us, you know, and they make us really sick and we call them toxic mold. So we'll, we'll get to that topic here shortly. But wow. yeah, so what, what's going on with mold? And, and uh, what happens is it's always around us. So mold is always out and around us. It's, it's in different levels because it is a plant of a nature and it, it responds to the environment. So depending on the time of day, um, the season of year, what the weather's doing, um, you know, all those environmental factors will attribute to what molds and to what level those molds are present around us. So people always say, well, is there mold in my house? The answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely mold in your house. There's mold everywhere and it includes your house. The wow. What we really want to know is, is are we creating an environment for that mold to grow in? Okay. So when we look at mold, when I look for mold, I'm doing a comparison. I'm looking at what's outside in the environment and what's inside in the house. And they ideally should relate, right? So there should be some correlation to what's seen inside and outside. And if we see something going on inside, that's what we call elevated or, you know, substantially different from what's outside, then we can say, well, something's growing inside that house. So mm. we take it to the next step and try to figure out what that is and how to correct it. Um, but typically with any mold, 
you generally need really basically a few things for it to grow. You need the spore, obviously, you know, the seed. You need a food source for it, which can be any organic material, wood, dirt, huh. you know, skin, dead insects. Wow. Any organic material will grow mold. And that includes any synthetic material that has organic debris on top of it. So we often see mold growing on plastics and metals and all kinds of things you wouldn't think are organic or a food source, but they have a food source on top of them because they're not sterile, if you will. Yeah. Right. So if we have those environments and we give it a little bit of water, okay, so generally humidity is all it needs for water. Um, typically humidity levels above 60% and boom, it's, it's in its zone. You know, wow. if the temperature is between, let's say, 40 and 100 degrees, that's its ideal range, it's going to grow. So as, it, as it's chilly as 40 degrees. Yeah, there's actually molds that will grow sub-freezing, and there's wow. molds that will live above 120. But, you know, for general reasons, general topic of, you know, discussion, it's 40 to 100. So okay. anywhere inside your attic. You know, even if you're up north in a freezing environment, it can happen. So the biggest thing we look for then is the water because the spores are there. There's probably a food source there because it's not a sterile environment. And humidity, that's something we control, can control. And that is the variable in which we play with basically okay. to, to mitigate what's going on. So water intrusion, humidity levels, you know, like I said, 60% or above, hmm. you're, you're uh, itching for mold to grow, you know. So town here, we have a lot of part-time residents. Um, we, we often see thermostats get set up at 80 degrees or e even they turn the ACs off. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're just looking for a problem in my opinion, right? So you really need to keep the thermostat set to about – I would say 77, a lot of people will go to 78, but what we're trying to do there is drop the humidity. It's not the temperature, because obviously it's in the 40 to 100 degree zone. It's the humidity and it's the air conditioner that's drying out the interior air. So as it's cooling the air, it's pulling that water out, which goes down the condensate drain. Hopefully that's not blocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it goes outside. And then in turn, the humidity in Interior is lower than the humidity outside and we hopefully are at 60% or lower um, yeah. Me personally, I run a dehumidifier in my house um, in addition to the air conditioner um, And in doing so it drops another 10% of the humidity in the interior mm. and, and in 1500 square feet in 24 hours. I'll dump five gallons of water Wow yeah, so it's, it's wow. a amount of water that's in your house that you don't that's realize. Amazing, isn't that incredible? Wow. Yeah, and it's so already a, a conditioned space. space. It's not like, like yeah, yeah, you and then, you know any... it's in the mid 70s, 75, 76 yeah. degrees, yeah. and yeah, five gallons a day routinely. So yeah, so, you can see how quickly mold can just take over. Wow. Yeah. I've seen horrible things happen. I've seen mold take over cars. You wouldn't even imagine, oh, yeah. you know, that you'll leave your car locked up 
and it might have a little moisture leak in the floor. Um, I've seen those uh, bucket dehumidifier products left in a cars that collect supposedly the moisture <laughs> in a bucket, if you will, and it turns the inside of the car into like a big fuzzy growing green thing. You know, it's, it's interesting. You brought back memories. You know, when I first got down here, yeah, I saw these, heard about these air-conditioned garages and these places. Actually, a place was just built off of Benita Beach Road that has air-conditioning um, auto storage garages. And, and now I get it. You know, uh, yeah. you, you just, you can't leave a car in garage, just sit there. No. Wow. And, and, you know, moisture and heat down here contribute to the deterioration of all our products as well. So it not only invites a, an opportunity for molds to grow, but it also is causing the, the components to um, basically off gas and decompose at a rapid rate. So we see things get gooey and fall apart a lot down here. And that's uh, part of the, the environment, if you will. Part of paradise. Yeah, right. Even had a little yeah. you know, negative side. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so just to get back to the mold for a second here, the, there's basically, well, let, there's four major types of molds. Um, we have aspergillus, which is one of those irritant kind of ones we see all the time, and then penicillin, which is very common, and it's also what we call the pathogenics, where it can make us sick. It's definitely an allergenic. Um, it's not toxic, though. Um, so we get into the toxic molds and we call those stachiobotrysis. Um, there's a few others, but those are the ones that, uh, the common name is black mold, Ooh, right? Yeah. But not all black mold is stachiobotrys. So that's kind of the misnomer there. And that's why just because we see something growing, we don't say that it's mold right away. We call it a microbial growth and it needs to be tested and determined what exactly microbial there is growing. And maybe it's a fungus, maybe it's a fungal mold. Um, it could even be a bacteria product for that matter. But depending on what type of mold we find there, the kind of anticipates what practices we're going to need to mitigate it or remediate it. And it'll also, you can also take these results straight to your doctor because this is a direct effect on our health because we're living in it. And you would be amazed that when a doctor sees what's in the air and you're living in it and they go, oh, aha, this all correlates to this other and we didn't even think about it. <laughs> and oftentimes, you know, it's sinusitis or lung disease or something of that nature. And we're trying everything else, but really it's the house we're living in that, that's really aggravating the situation. Um, so what we do is we come in with our various tools and we look for oddities, if you will. We're, we're, we're looking for moisture, discolorations, musty odors, um, using various tools from humidity readers and temperature gauges and thermal cameras, um, if we can, because most of what we try to do is non-invasive, um, bore scopes to see kind of in walls and behind and look at plumbing fittings. You know, but air conditioning vents here is a big thing because, you know, metal is cold and it condensates and you often see mold growing on the vents. And, and right. you just if you just leave it there, you're, you're inviting the condition to be blown around in the house. So, yeah. you know, areas like that we should keep an eye on and don't be afraid to take those vents down and put them in the sink and clean them. 
let them dry, put them back on the wall. It's there's nothing wrong with that. Take a vacuum, clean up the vent hole. You know, the, all those things are good practices for homeowners to do if they can do it and it's not 20 feet in the air because yeah. it's a big huge vaulted ceiling <laughs> <laughs> wow wow so it's uh it's what you don't see that could be a real problem obviously yeah yeah and, and you know going on that topic that's a good transition for us here is what's safe for us to deal with and what's not and what's the law say um, again, mold's a very sensitive topic here in Florida. Um, mm -hmm. Really, nobody, unless you have a license, is allowed to do mold work, if we use that word. Um, yeah. So there's basically two people with that license. There's a mold assessor and a mold remediator. Um, mm -hmm. The assessor is the guy that goes in and finds the degree of the problem and writes the protocols um, and says, this is what needs to be done and this is how it needs to be done. And then the remediator comes in and follows that protocol. And then when they're done, the assessor comes back and tests to make sure that it's all clear. And then wow. the project can be put back together. Um, those people are must be involved if we have a condition that's greater than 10 square feet in total affected area, okay. which isn't a big area. So basically something a little bigger than three foot by three foot. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah it's a remediation project, wow. you know, so behind a bathroom cabinet that's been leaking for 15, 20 years, you know, that's typically enough area that that's a remediation. And, and why is that important? Because if you open that and don't treat it properly, you've just exposed the whole rest of the house and every nook and cranny in like a big burst of spores when you open it up and it just goes airborne and you've contaminated now the whole rest of your house. Wow. And, wow. you know, so the environment is what we're trying to protect. Um, like I said, mold is around us. It's always outside. When it's growing outside, there is no remediation practices because it's outside. Um, yeah. We just remove it and, and clean it up. And, and in that regard, the remediation practices for inside is just that. The, there's no real easy way to just spray treat it and move on it, it physically has to be removed so it's about treating it with a biocide um, sometimes a bleach mix of products but bleach by itself will not solve the problem it just kills the stuff on top and bleaches the spores that are still alive and it just comes right back yeah right so uh, again we got to physically remove it and and then it's gone and that's why it encap you know encapsulation pro processes and you know negative air processes are all used in mm, yeah. to keep it contained mm. so that we're not spreading it around. Wow, wow! All right, so Man. ten square feet's the rule. Um, uh, under that, you know, any homeowner is allowed to deal with that issue. Um, technically, they could do it and test it themselves if they could get, you know, a self test for maybe a DIY store or something. Um, our lab tests are very high accurate. Um, you know, they're PhD lab tests. So yeah. they're, they're a little expensive, but they're worth the money. Um, like yeah. I said, they're definitive in nature and, and you can take it to the doctor basically. So, so the obvious is, you know, before buying a home, you want to make sure, it checks out as best you can. Uh, um, so, 
certainly that's that's where you come in. But I, I know we have listeners who have no intention in moving, buying a home, uh, but maybe in the back of the mind they're going, geez, you know, I, I've had some sinus issues or I just want to know just from a health standpoint. Um, it, is is that something that you can help them with? Is that something? You oh, do? absolutely. That's mm-hmm. absolutely what we do. Um, we do everybody from the buyers and the sellers, you know, to the, the, the people that are living in their house and have no intention of moving, you know, that, that is a good portion of what we deal with because when you, when you're moving, you generally move all the the belongings in the house and expose things that are kind of uh, hidden, non-visible. You know, when we live in the house and we build up our collection over 20 plus years or whatever, we become a little bit not aware of what's going yeah. on yeah. <laughs> and it gets a little out of hand sometimes. So yeah, I, a lot of it is dealing with just that right yeah. there. Um, okay. and we welcome all kinds. So yeah, we're here to help yeah. everybody. Awesome. Well, this was a great, great episode, like all of your episodes, but really uh, I think important um, for a lot of different reasons for, for our listeners and folks in Southwest Florida. And like you said, all over the state of Florida, cause I know you're, you broadcast this podcast all over the country for that matter. So good for you. Uh, any final words on uh, mold, Rick, that, that you want to circle back around and emphasize or maybe something we, we forgot about? Yeah, absolutely. Let's just remember that mold is everywhere. It's always going to be around us. And the way we remediate and treat for it is to, uh, you know, keep our environments clean and control the exposure of water and humidity and you know, and the food, which is the, de- the debris and dirt in our environment. So we, we control these things and it's, it's within our realm to, to deal and live with this product. It's always going to be there. Yeah. All right. Well, Hey, thanks again. Look forward to uh, catching up in the next episode. Absolutely. It's great talking with Charlie. Can't wait to do it again. Thanks for listening to the Trade Secrets Inspections Podcast. To learn more about Trade Secrets Inspections, go to www.tradesecretsinspections.com or call 239-537-1186.